All righty there. That was What Are We Doing by Alexander James Adams. That is a single version cut of that, but it is also available on Unsili Court. Uh, Alexander James Adams can be found at Baddened Camp. If you were listening to the uh, last couple of hours, you got to hear me on the magic mess in that second hour. We were talking with uh, some of the contributing artists to the Red Album, Pagan Voices for Reproductive Rights, and uh, didn't get a chance to play that song of Alex during the show, so I figure, hey, it fits in here too, so we'll just play it to open up Lavender Hill, which is what you are listening to here on KZUM Lincoln, KZUM HD 89.3 on the FM and online at KZUM.org. Or perhaps you're using one of those handy dandy smarter than a calculator devices that you take everywhere with you. Wash your hands, please. And you're using your favorite mobile listening app like TuneIn or Next Radio or even Alexa. Uh, or you could be listening up to two weeks after the original broadcast date, thanks to the KZUM archives, which, of course, can be found online at kzum.org slash archives. Uh, I'm your host, Phil. I'm joined once again with my uh, spontaneously appearing <laughs> uh, guest co-host here, Jenny, who we uh, we got to talking at uh, Star City Pride last month. And it's like, hey. Let's, let's get your feet wet with community radio. You've done internet radio. Let's <laughs> dip those toes in over here, too. So welcome uh, th back. Thank you. I Yeah, as you said, I, I spontaneously appeared. I teleported into the studio using my magic wizard powers. Where did you learn that spell? I need that. Um, <laughs> industry secret. <laughs> only only uh, internet radio people get to get to have that. Not Not normal radio people, unfortunately. I do internet radio, too. Nobody shared that one with me. We'll have to get in touch. Okay. All right. But anywho, uh, both of us have been following some of the stuff that's been going on across the country and around the world. Uh, I've got some stuff pulled up. You don't necessarily have it pulled up, but you got some stuff to reference that I'm going to try to find. I, mean, I can also try to find it. Yeah. It's like <laughs> if you're looking for your phone, it's right there. I have a laptop, too. Oh, you brought your laptop. I always you. have my laptop. Okay. So during the music break, we'll make sure you get all signed in for stuff like that. But... Oh, where should we go first? Where should we go first? Do we want to go to Montana? Do we want to go to what state is this? What state is this? I think oh, we're let's in Nebraska. Go. Yeah, we're in Nebraska. <laughs> yes. I'm usually the smart aleck. I've got competition now. <laughs> okay, let's go to Virginia to start out here with the administration of Virginia's Republican governor, Glenn Youngkin. Youngkin, pardon me, Youngkin. Maybe he's a bit of a bumpkin. I don't know. Uh, the administration, not necessarily under his orders, but the administration itself has removed a page off of their website for the Department of Health in Virginia, a page that was dedicated to resources for LGBTQ youth Mm. including suicide prevention as well as other mental health and general health information. That seems fine. Yeah, nothing wrong nothing with wrong. that at no. all. No, yeah. Okay, so uh, of course that was originally reported by the far-right news outlet, The Daily Wire, but you know they're going to harp on whatever they can that makes them look good. Mm-hmm. Guiding uh, quotes, of mm -hmm. course. The Virginia Mercury, one of the newspapers there, uh, reports that the Virginia Department of Health 
Uh, their resources for LGBTQ youth page included links to Virginia Pride, the Trevor Project, the Virginia Anti-Violence Project, and other organizations and resources providing helplines, suicide prevention programs, and medical and counseling services for queer youth. This isn't the first state to do it. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's not the first state to get in trouble with at least liberal media yeah. over it. And, you know, lots of LGBTQIA activists, both for youth and adults, uh, because, you know, you're removing information like that, that's going to have an impact. All right, so here's the plan, right? We're going to go and delete stuff off the website that helps people, like, not die. And then if they do die, whoops, not mm. our fault. Yeah, it's like, uh, didn't Dolt 45's administration try something like that with the uh, with HUD? I don't know. Or, or no, that was Housing and Urban Development, but the sister program, the uh, the National uh, uh, the Department for Health and Human Services. Yeah. I don't know if I'm aware of this. <laughs> um, yeah, they uh, they did some removing of some stuff. I can't remember all the details right now. That was oh my goodness, six years ago. We're still dealing with repercussions from Dolt 45. Oh, well, Uncle Joe can't fix everything, and hopefully we won't have to deal with, you know, another orange menace anytime soon. But, yeah, let's kind of jump away from that for a little <laughs> bit here. Let me move that link over so that I don't forget to share that on our Facebook page for Lavender Hill. And uh, shall we just kind of go from Virginia up to Montana for a second here? Before so. we take a music break, and I've kind of tried to figure out what I'm going to do. <laughs> uh, Montana residents have sued their own state over the drag ban in Montana. Similar bans have been struck down in Florida and Tennessee. Yes, Florida man lost a fight. He's still, you know, fighting back from it. But Florida man lost a fight, and um, I'm uh, yeah, I'm not even going to approach Tennessee right now. <laughs> That 10-foot pole's not long enough. But a transgender woman, two bookstore owners, and an educator who teaches in historical costumes are suing Montana over its law banning drag performers from reading to children. If successful, the suit could cause the law to be blocked from being enforced. This is coming from an article by Daniel Villarreal, posted to LGBTQNation.com on Friday, July 7th, 2023. The federal lawsuit, this is not a state level, this is a federal level lawsuit, calls the law a, quote, breathtakingly ambiguous and overbroad bill mm -hmm. motivated by anti-LGBTQ plus animus, end quote, and alleges that it violates constitutional rights to free speech and equal protection under the law. So we're not just talking drag queen story hour here. We're not just talking drag performances that may be open to all ages. We're not just talking about drag performances that are 21 and over in uh, alcohol establishments. We're also talking about educators who dress in a form of drag to present their things. But, you know, historians often will portray the, the person that they're teaching about mm -hmm. uh, when they're doing, you know, live instruction or even I see it all the time on TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. And, well, if something like that were in effect way back when I was in high school, my sophomore year 
one of the classes I was in, we were to pick a historical figure, write a, I don't remember how many page paper about them, and present as that historical figure. Mm. To the class or to the school, I don't I wonder remember. How exactly many the, I wonder how many and of those I kids And I picked would've... Mary Shelley. Oh, that's cool. So I would have been up there in drag. I had hair and no beard. <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're... I don't think people realize what the drag bands could do. Like, I, I remember a couple months ago, there was... I don't know if it was a couple months ago. It was some time ago. There was uh, like a drag band that was either proposed or passed in Texas. I don't exactly remember. But the, like reading the law, if interpreted like on the looser end, it could mean it's illegal for a transgender person to walk outside. Uh Uh-huh. Because it's like parts of a lot of these bills are restricting or banning the uh, essentially cross-dressing and... Republican people uh, or, or Republican legislators and 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 certain types of police officers would be like, oh, you have more than three articles of other gender clothing on. You are now in violation of the law. Goodbye forever. And really, if you wanted to go back far enough, which it seems like a lot of conservatives on any side of the aisle are wanting to do, you know, with the last year's overturning of Roe v. Wade and the threats to other rights that have been hard fought and won. Um, It's not been unheard of, even recently, for a state or federal level judge to look at a witness or plaintiff or even a defendant who is woman and say, you must wear a dress or a skirt mm-hmm. in my courtroom. Because pants are a manly man. If you wear if you wear pants, you must be trying to become a man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, you know? My masculinity is threatened by a, a woman wearing pants. <laughs> okay. I, you are definitely going to be fun one to have on here from time to time. Okay. You do voices better than I do. That's for darn sure. <laughs> No, I was kind of thinking about, uh, okay, um, how many funerals for first responders, law enforcement, et cetera, have Amazing Grace done in bagpipes? I'm not... Quite a few, especially on the East Coast. Hmm. I was not aware of Because of the heavy uh, Irish population. Mm, That would make sense. Um, Those pipers are in kilts by most unfortunately confused interpretations in modern day at least a kilt is a skirt my masculinity is threatened by a man in a skirt there we go <laughs> there we go i knew you were going to try to get a little bit of the brogue in there too which i i'm not even going to try if my brother were here i could just turn the mic over to him and he could do it and i would be like okay now say that in english <laughs> that was in english no it wasn't but yeah this may sound a little perplexing to some of you out there that don't know me all that well one of the most comfortable things to wear is a skirt yeah especially if you go regimental but we're not going to get into that uh, not necessarily uh, it's it's a little it's a little more unwieldy on windy days but but it, yeah it, that's, it works yeah 
it's like that's why you have certain weighted things done and all that but it's like you know i know plenty of men either locally or across the country that uh, they are much more comfortable going about their daily lives in a skirt it's less confining less constricting much more comfortable get to air condition yourself as it were mm-hmm. now i know why there's 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 many reasons why women don't always find skirts comfortable it's a situational thing. Yeah, it's all situational. But, you know, the drag bands, to get back to that, they're not just focused on drag performers. You know, what we would have called female impersonators back in the day. It's focused on taking freedom and liberty away. At least in my opinion. And yeah, so let's see here. I was gonna. I was actually trying to line up but, some music. But the, so you but talk, the GOP wasn't. is all about freedom, like freedom of the individual, right? They would never restrict people's freedom if it were just like for whatever reason. That's what they're all about. That's what they talk about all the time. That's that's it. It's just it's 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 hypocrisy. They don't care. They do they do not care about freedom. They care about instilling their own theocratic values onto the population at large. And they don't so much care how they get there. All they care about is getting there. And we just have to deal with it. I mean, we have to deal with it and also stop them and also undo the damage they've done. And also, and also, and also. But... Yeah, it is unfortunately kind of a never-ending battle here. That's... Welcome to Earth, Third Rock from the Sun. Oh, sorry, that's not what we're going to play. We're going to hear Constant Cravings by Katie Lang. Um, just because I really liked the song and it was my exposure to her. And if I remember correctly, it was her first single after opening up about herself. Hmm. Uh, it's off of the 1992 album Ingenue. Uh, and I like reminding people that uh, Katie Lang was discovered by Minnie Pearl of Hee and the Grand Old Opry. I know that last name, not the other two. All right. <laughs> Youngins. Get things going here. Come on, you're going to do what I want you to do? Yes, save that, just play. All righty, that was one of the singles off of uh, Renovations by Jesse De Silva. That was Dysphoria, the uh, radio safe version. Uh, you know, check out my YouTube channel, uh, Rev Kess, and you can catch my interview that I did a couple of weeks ago with Jesse and uh, get to hear the unedited version of that song as well included in the video. Uh, the album comes out officially on Wednesday is when the full Renovations album will be released. So, you know, look into that, jessedesilvamusic.com. Find out more. Anywho, uh, my spontaneously appearing guest host. Hi. Uh, actually came prepared with some stuff. Semi-prepared. Semi-prepared. <laughs> and this is one of those, uh, I guess this would kind of fall into the segment of things that make you go, huh? Do would agree, I think. Yeah, it's like, you know, I, I, I can't do the, you know, they are, oh, you're too young. Arsenio Hall. Things that make you go, hmm, with the hand gesture and all that. Yeah, no, 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 no not the, mm, oh. not, not uh, Dr. Evil. Was, yeah, not Dr. <laughs> Evil. Arsenio Hall was before Dr. Evil. 
God, I'm making myself old today. I'm just One gonna... million dollars. Yeah, at least you know who I'm talking about there. Anywho, you brought something from Wisconsin uh, that falls into the Republicans. What the are you doing to your constituents? So what do you got for us? Well, uh, this is an uh, article from Vox.com uh, by Lee Zhao, I believe, is how we decided it was pronounced. Mm-hmm. Or, um, it's entitled, How Wisconsin's Governor Bested the GOP and Secured Education Funding for 400 Years. Uh, it's, uh, th- this is... So this the, is a Democrat taking some, uh, this some is minor a, little revenge on the Republicans. A little bit, yeah. It's, it's quite interesting. Uh, this week's this week, Wisconsin's Democratic Governor Tony Evers made key changes to the state budget passed by the Republican-controlled legislator, slashing GOP tax cuts and guaranteeing education funding increases for the next 402 years. Yes, you heard that right, 402 years. Uh, in Wisconsin, the governor has the power of the line-item veto, uh, which, if for people not aware, means that a governor can specifically isolate individual characters and words within a law and just say, this part isn't in there anymore. And so as part of the uh, state budget, uh, there was some a piece of text that said, for the limit for the 2023 to 2024 school year and the 2024 to 2025 school year, add $325 to the result under par. Essentially saying, for every student, increase the budget for this period of time by $325. And he line-item vetoed the word the, 24 school year and the 20, the hyphen between 2024 and 2025, and school year, changing the law to, for the limit for the 2023 to 2425, add $325 to, to the result under par, guaranteeing that the Wisconsin public education will be more funded. There are a whole bunch of other line item vetoes throughout the rest of the bill. This one's just the most funny mm-hmm. because it's comically it's it's comically long. Mm. Yeah, uh, that is one of fifty-one times that uh, Governor Evers used the uh, line item veto in the budget bill. Uh, it's not a very uncommon thing there in Wisconsin uh, for their various governors. In 91, uh, then-Governor Thompson set the record for the number of line-item vetoes used at 457. And given how expansively it's been used in the past, voters have also previously amended it to restrict the ability of governors to do things like veto single letters in a word to form a new word. I so can't, we can I can't veto imagine. words still, but not single letters. I can't imagine what extremely strange law must have been created by removing individual letters out of words. I can't imagine. For the record, though, I think that the power of line item veto for any executive to have is ridiculous. But if it's going to exist, might as well use it for actually good things. And of course, his creative div employment of his authority has prompted pushback from Republicans who could threaten a court challenge. Three of the line item vetoes Evers used in 2020 were struck down by the state's Supreme Court, which will soon have a liberal majority uh, for how broad they were. It's unclear whether the specific vetoes that were used this time around could be subject to the same review process, but it could be kind of interesting to see. I'm okay. That was a three hundred and twenty-five dollar annual 
increase in spending per student. So not just three hundred and twenty-five dollars oh. once. Three hundred twenty-fives every year. I missed that part. Mm-hmm. That's you, 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 you. Scroll down a little bit more. Scroll down a little bit more, and you'll see it. I've seen it. Uh, so yeah, could have a big policy impact. So okay, if they're going to increase spending per student. Not only does that mean a potential increase in uh, services available in the schools, oh, but I've always said that school lunch programs should be free to everyone. I mean, but, increasing annually by three hundred dollars seems like that could be a that could yeah. that could for sure mm-hmm. that could and happen. Increasing teacher salaries. This seems this seems like some woke nonsense we're starting to get into now, huh? Mm-hmm. Making people's lives better? Con- con- unthinkable. I, well, I don't know. Wisconsin does border Canada, which is a lot different than the rest of us here. I suppose so. So, yeah. Anywho, that was a very interesting one to kind of get things going here. And as you know, listeners, the uh, links will eventually show up on the Facebook page for Lavender Hill. Um Getting a little bit better about making that happen within 24 hours. Hmm. Well, um, my last regular co-host that I had was anti-social media. Hmm. So you being not necessarily anti-social media, but not on all the social medias, it's not going to be a whole big change for me there. So it's like <laughs> still me making all the posts and stuff like that. But wow. Okay. Annie Boo Boo, where are we going to go next? Where are we going? Are we going to go to music, or are we going to uh, do some globe trotting? Uh, I feel like some globe trotting might be fun. Okay, let's do some globe trotting and go to Africa. Wee. According to an article by Greg Owen on LGBTQNation.com, published Friday, July seventh, twenty twenty-three, African activists target Intel executive for allegedly pushing for the kill the gays law. This one grabbed my attention because, well, how many of us are using computers that have an Intel processor? Have one in front of me. Mm-hmm. Intel, <laughs> Pentium, inside. Mm-hmm. Okay, that, that's a little outdated there, but okay. Uh, African activists from more than a dozen human rights organizations are fighting back against one of the primary sources of new LGBT anti LGBTQ plus legislation sweeping the continent. The Kill the Gays law is not all that new, actually, but it's got a resurgence mm. thanks to uh, megachurches that have uh, gained some major influence in countries like Uganda. Uh, and that's one of the countries that's listed here in the article. The groups from countries including Uganda, where President Yaweri um, uh, Museveni Wow, I almost got that one right. Signed the East African nation's notorious killed the gays law this May. Uh, Activists are calling on multinational computer chip corporation Intel to bring a high-ranking executive to account for his participation in formulating and promoting anti-LGBTQ plus policies in Africa through the Arizona-based group Family Watch International. So not only do we have an executive with Intel who's not making things very popular for Intel, at least in certain areas of the world, but a uh, organization called Family Watch International, and you can just tell by the name of that that it is a uh, right-wing, ultra-conservative... Mega-Christian, whatever. Yeah. Organization. So 
Wow. What business do we have in telling other countries how to formulate their laws anyways? I mean, America historically has made it, made it its business for a long time, mm-hmm. uh, rightly or wrongly. Wrongly. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's... <sighs> and most of the time it's not as a governmental entity. It's individuals and mm-hmm. corporations and uh, organizations within the borders of the United States that are having this kind of an influence on yep. less developed countries. I prefer that over third world countries. It makes, you know, makes a lot more, more sense. sense yeah. It's <laughs> not quite as insulting as undeveloped because well, they're developed. They're just not as developed as we should be and aren't. But anyways, uh, so less industrialized, maybe mm-hmm, there we go. There we go. It's, not the easiest things to figure out sometimes. You know, I, I need to have a uh, sensitivity monitor. <laughs> I need somebody to tell me. Of course, that would mean that I'd have to script things in advance, which doesn't work when That's I have a That's too hard. <laughs> I used to do it. But anywho, you can find out more, of course, by going to LGBTQNation.com or you can go to change.org. There is a petition there. Uh, that uh, several human rights organizations have put together, which accuses Greg Slater, Intel's vice president of global regulatory affairs, of being, quote, actively responsible for exporting, financing, and spreading hate, homophobia across the continent through the group, Family Watch International, which he co-founded with his wife. I wonder how many members there are actually of Family Watch International. I'm not that curious at the moment to find out, but I could look into it. I would I would bet you could I mm, I would imagine that the amount of people in that organization is maybe two, three dozen max maximum. I don't know. They could have a larger uh, membership than the Westboro Baptist Church. I don't which know. you pretty much named what the congregation number was for the Westboro Baptist Church. (laughs) And they're all related, I think. Annie Boo Boo. Let's get a little bit of music going on here. Do you have any requests? You have no clue what I have, but you could make a request and I'll see if I have it. I have uh, no clue you have and I have no particular requests. Fire away. Whatever whatever you feel. I love dead air. (laughs) Well, you uh, gave me an idea when you said fire away. Oh, okay. How about some Pat Benatar? I suppose so. Hit me with your best shot. All right. All righty. Let's see which one of us actually follows, uh, you know, pop culture. Oh, no. I am, I am, I'm not the most well-versed in pop culture. <laughs> I am, I am, I am, as you say, a youngin, but uh, not, not quite, okay. not quite that plugged in. Are you familiar with the Netflix program Heartstopper? Maybe. I have, I've never seen it. I don't have a Netflix account. <laughs> uh, Heartstopper is a uh, youth-oriented gay romance series. Cool. Uh, and one of the stars of that, Kit Connor, uh, was interviewed recently by uh, Molly Spray Reagan for the LGBTQNation.com, or was interviewed and, in, and quotes were included by Molly uh, in that article from yesterday, July 8th, 2023, talking about the fan pressure 
for young Kit to come out of the closet. Hmm. Uh, to quote him in an interview with British Vogue, I just felt like it wasn't something I was ready to talk about. I wasn't angry. I was just slightly disappointed by this reaction, referring to uh, the fans kind of forcing his way out of the closet there. And Heartstopper Kit Connor plays a bisexual high school student coming to terms with his sexuality as he falls in love with a classmate. When asked about his sexual identity in interviews about the series, Connor stated that he wasn't ready to label himself. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, after being photographed holding hands with a woman, fans began accusing him of queer baiting. The accusations on Twitter, of all places, <laughs> seemingly drove Connor from the social media app, which has been happening a lot with uh, various things since uh, Elon took over um writing last september in uh one of his last twitter posts uh this is a silly silly app bit bored of it now deleting twitter yep uh connor then returned to twitter to announce he is bye back for a minute connor wrote in an october 31st tweet i'm bye congrats for forcing an 18 year old to out himself i think some of you missed the point of the show bye yeah. So, yeah, it's like, okay. It's great that the character is actually being portrayed by somebody who is bisexual themselves. Mm-hmm. And it's great that LGBTQIA, et cetera, actors are getting more publicity and getting cast in leading roles and getting cast in representative roles. But is it necessary to force them to out themselves? I mean, we've been doing it for decades. Elton John was in and out of the closet so many times, I think that's why his uh, costumes are so outlandish. <laughs> it's like, he is, he isn't, he is, he isn't, he kind of is. He isn't, he is. Okay, he is now. All right. Cool. cool. George Michael. In and out a couple of times, usually being forced out. Boy, George. I am getting dead expressions from Jenny here going, I don't know who you're talking about. I'll know know their music maybe if I hear it, but I don't know who you're talking about. I, my, my, my personal upbringing is not necessarily, or is not necessarily conducive to uh, absorbing most culture, let alone queer culture in general. So I'm like, I'm slowly absorbing it over the course of many years. Mm Mm-hmm. Lady Gaga? I know who that one is. (laughs) Ricky Martin. I've heard the name. Okay. Okay. Menudo? No. The boy band that he was in, that, you know, the entire lineup changed every couple of years because, well, they aged out. Their voices changed. Mm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the parasocial relationships are wild. There have been, it's, it's weird because Twitter is a very unique platform. It's becoming even more unique now that a certain muskrat has taken over. But uh, And revoked the banning of Dolt 45. Yeah. Uh, he, so, when, when people get into these kind of parasocial relationships, it's, people obviously look at it and say, oh, that's not great. That's kind of bad, actually. But what's weird is I don't think most people understand just how prevalent those kinds of like parasocial relationships are because regular people can just kind of do it. Like what's the, what's the dividing line between like a fan, a super fan and someone who is like too super fanning. 
Stalker. That's true. But the people who forced out this actor aren't necessarily stalkers. They just see a person online who is probably uh, queer in some way. And then they're like, hey, you should come out of the closet because that's a thing that famous actors do is they just like come out of the closet and do this cool thing. Come, but, out, come out wherever you are. We don't care if you're ready or not. Exactly. Um, but yeah, hopefully this serves as a, a lesson for people in the future, but it may or may not. I guess we'll just have to see. Yes, definitely. We'll just have to see what happens there. And unfortunately, I don't think it's going to have a whole lot of impact on how people treat their celebrities. We'll see. Yeah, we will just have to see. Okay, we are getting close to the end of things here. And you, did you only bring the one for us this week? Only just, the one. Just, you know, getting ready. Getting, yeah, getting, I'm, I'm, get, I'm getting into it. I'll, getting I'll figure into it, it out. Okay, yeah. that's cool. That's I didn't. Cool. I wanted to bring one in case I messed it up super bad. So that way, like... I would only mess up the one. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. So seven attorneys general that are Republicans have threatened to sue Target over a pride display. We've all heard about uh, Target's uh, pride displays this year and their uh, involvement in things. I went, to the, I went to the Target in Lincoln like two days after the end of June, like July 2nd. And I just was like, oh, it's all gone like it never existed mm-hmm. which one there's three locations uh the one uh central central target yeah. okay i forget the exact street. oh the one yeah. that shares a uh, very the- large parking lot with that uh super saver uh, uh, well the anti-gay chicken place yeah too yeah that too <laughs> all righty so yeah anyways indiana attorney general todd rokita Uh, announced that he and six other state attorneys general have sent a letter advising Target that their pride display could violate state laws. The letter accuses Target of violating laws that protect children from harmful content meant to sexualize them and prohibit gender transitions of children. Well, good thing that it wasn't sexualizing children. So rainbows are bad for kids now? I thought that the rainbow was a sign that God wasn't going to kill everybody again. I thought that's what that was for. So I, I don't know why you're talking about. Yeah. That. I, I don't know why they're banning that. That seems, that seems kind of weird. Um, <laughs> oh, if I still have that song, I might have to end with that because that is just too good, too good. But, uh, I've got, uh, sparkly pink unicorns dancing on rainbows going through my head. <laughs> I don't, I don't know the, I don't, I can't think of the I will the have rhythm. to see if I can find that song uh, to end us out with here today. But uh, speaking of ending things out, we are really low on time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, getting used to this whole dynamic of having somebody else in the studio with me to talk to. And Deb's probably looking at the computer going, you're not set up for me. What am I going to do? I'll get you set up, Deb. Relax. Anyways, invite you to stay tuned for the women's show on the Sweethearts and Badasses of Americana and Beyond segment. Deb's going to be talking with Ruthie Foster. And uh, in the second hour, she is going to be joined by uh, Dylan, the uh, assistant music director here at KZUM, sharing some of his favorites, new and old. There'll probably be some ABBA involved. Uh, 
uh, you know, Dancing Queen or something, who knows? But uh, new and old uh, music by, for, and about women on the women's show. So uh, let's see if I can find my uh, Dancing Unicorns here real quick to kind of set things out with here. Have, ah, there we go. I have no idea what to expect from this song. <laughs> it's kind of a short one, so I better put something else in there too. <laughs> but... Uh, Anywho, here we go with pink fluffy unicorns dancing on rainbows. Mm -hmm. 